you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Here comes my partner in crime, Lindsay Rose. <laughs> David. Football. Football, David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program here in Studio 66. It's time for something long overdue. It's time for our movie spectacular 2018, perhaps the first of a series. We'll see about that coming up in just a few minutes. The subject of a very popular documentary couple, few, five years or so ago, Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew from the Arizona Cardinals-ish. It sounds like there's some uh, question about whether or not he'll be wearing that red jersey in 2018. We'll get to the bottom of that and other important issues. Coming up here in just a minute, like I say, though, it's time for our movie spectacular seated to my immediate left, a returning guest, one of our favorites uh, in the world of podcasting, nay, on the Big Blue Marble period. It's Bald Brian from the Adam Carolla Show. What's the poop there, fellow? Thanks for having me, Dave. Always excited to be here and excited to talk some movies with you. Let's do it. And Bald Brian, of course, like I say, you hear his uh, his rise to fame on uh, or to, it, it, its uh, payoff. He's come out clean on the other side uh, on the Adam Carolla Show, the podcast you can listen to five days a week. And when you tune in. Go for Bald Bryant. Stay for Dave Damashek <laughs> talking about uh, sports. Good sports is the uh, daily segment now uh, with me and Ace Carolla chopping up the game of life really more than the here and now. And Tangentially sports. related to sports. Sometimes sports Sometimes. come up. Life is a sport. Sport really, life is ball. a sport. Life's a game. You want to make it, yeah. If you want to sure. make it, uh, you want to make it about that. Also, you heard at the top there, Dan Helly, uh, host of Total Access, and another of our favorite fellas. He uh, he joined us. Handsome Hank joined us, and uh, oh, and Marquette King joined us as well, Oakland Raiders punter, and we had some fun with him. So go back and listen to all that on DDFP. Download, subscribe. You know what? Like I say, with uh, Big Cat and PFT, what they do on uh, on Pardon My Take, they tell you to subscribe, unsubscribe, then resubscribe. I don't care. I'll steal that bit from them. <laughs> you should do that. Let's go already. Hey, at the time of this recording, it's National Women's Day. Is that what it's called? National Women's Day? Perhaps International, International Women's Day. Inter- uh, not just not just American. No, no, no. We are going worldwide. So Tom Petty and everybody, you can sing about the American girl, but let's just sing about all women. Ooh, right? we're only celebrating International Women. It's International Women's Day, the day of International Women. Meaning that we as Americans should be celebrating women Other from cultures, foreign lands? Or, or women's who have, women who have multiple uh, passports, you know, dual citizenship. But it feels a little limiting. I'm guessing it's Women's Day internationally. It's probably more what they're saying, right? I see. That makes more sense. I see. Yeah. yeah. It's like when they have... Uh, International you know, House of Pain. When it's a national fill-in-the-blank right. disease day, you're not celebrating the disease yes. so much as you are celebrating the fight against it. I would, I would imagine that's probably the case for most sane people. 
Right. But let's not I don't I, I don't want to get into the business of speaking for other people. Okay. But I also it, like when people say you gotta respect. <laughs> don't tell me what I gotta do. Right. I don't okay. gotta respect anything. One thing you gotta give them. I don't got to give anybody anything. Don't tell me. Who are you in this studio? Who are you telling me what I have to do? Well, listen, uh, take care of you, fella. I'll do me. You got to respect that take, everyone. Thank you. Respect that opinion. You got to. You got got to. You have no choice. Hey, uh, you know, I do want to say, I hate to pat myself on the back, but we we here at the Damashek football program are ahead of the curve because we installed Emma VP as our head writer many, many moons ago. Not because it was politically appropriate to do what has nothing to do with the climate you were trying to score points no i mean in fact it was really it was a really generous deed i mean emma vp i mean it's been said that women aren't as funny as men and nevertheless there she is as our head writer this is getting worse thanks so much i'm glad to be here i disagree not a compliment nope (laughs) i know it's not (laughs) i disagree with that assertion with that with that nonsense theory i look i don't just think it I uh, the proof's know, in the pudding. She's right on the other side of the glass. It's, it's not about it's not about what a man or or, or not a man mm. what a person says. Mm. It's about that person's actions, and my actions indicate that I'm a fan of MVP uh, handling all creative matters. They speak louder than the words here on the Damashek show. So, all right, let's dig in. What do we want to talk about before we jump in on the movies? Very quickly. Because I do think, you know, there are people who would submit that all plot lines have been determined by Shakespeare 500 years ago, and now we're all just retelling those plot lines. I had been taught by a a writing teacher at one point that there are only 36 or something plot lines that exist, and everything is a variation thereof. Right. I've I've heard this theory. Yeah, and uh, in more modern times, if you're a pro tip, Chekhov is the way to go. Chekhov is if you if you pay attention, if you go back and look at uh, Chekhov's work, and then look at what a lot of sitcom writers have done over mm-hmm. the last quarter century, thirty years, you'll find that there's a lot of uh, aping of uh, uh. what Chekhov laid out. Anyway, that's deep in the weeds there. That's a tip for Emma VP. Very heady. Although she doesn't need it. She's the indeed. She's the head writer. I'm sure she already knew that part. Um, but a lot of it is Shakespearean. What's happening in the NFL right now, specifically up in Seattle? Where do we come down? And I think some football fans. In in Seattle took offense, and it was not intended. As the C- as the Seahawks announced that they're trading Michael Bennett, one of our favorite guys in the league, trading him away uh, to Philadelphia, and there's at least word that it would look like Richard Sherman is done. It you got to respect that. You got to respect. You got to respect what they did there. I think that they. Um, yeah, so it would look like they're headed for divorce. I don't think he rejoins the team. But either way, it seems like, well, that's it for the Seahawks. As as we've known well, them, they over – if you started watching football, if you're a, a, a 16-year-old kid from the Pacific Northwest, all you've known is dominant football in your backyard. on the defensive side. But – you now it's over with, right? Well, Where do you fan, come down? How do you the, regard the Seattle Seahawks? From the fans' perspective, I can say as a fan of the of the Forty ers back in the day, you 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 you. I don't know if this is a fake narrative or not, but you get the idea, the sense that when they start to dismantle key pieces of formerly great teams, it feels to the fans like, well, that's it, we're cashing in, or we're rebuilding, or whatever it is, you know. So I can see that point of view. I don't know how important these guys are to the team as constructed versus five years ago when that truly was a dominant defense. This is more a question for you know Dave Damashek. You got to respect that knowledge that Dave Damashek brings to. You need to do it, you know. You got to do it. Um, what you know, say what you want about him. But you got to give him this. That's right. Say what you want. 
Damashek can break down the X's and O's like nobody's business. Okay. Michael Bennett remains among the best. Of course, if you want to be cynical about it, he does like to get that jump at the line of scrimmage. Sometimes that uh, he, he jumps off sides. But I, I think, I mean, you throw him into that Eagles pass rush, already nasty, the key detail of them winning the Super Bowl in all likelihood, and something that I forecasted, by the way, in September, that that's why the Eagles were going to steal the NFC East. People scoffed. No one was laughing anymore come uh, November, December, and certainly not earlier in uh, February. Uh, but anywho. Someone else who wasn't laughing. I know, Dave, this has come uh, as news to you, but you are allowed to place wagers in places where it's legal. I heard on, about that. On, on uh, teams. They're called futures bets, you know, teams that you think might win. And as soon as Nick, uh, or excuse me, as soon as uh, Carson Wentz went down, I put myself a futures bet on the Eagles there to win the whole thing. No, you did. I did. I did. It was 12, 12 or 14 to 1. I'll explain what the odds mean to you afterwards. But uh, I was like, And you is, did that with a bit this, of honeys. This, this is, this you is just a, won bit of honeys. That's, that's right. all you want. Exactly. Jolly Ranchers. Was that an obvious? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's how I they, that's myself, the this way is, you make This is a complete team. This is not resting on the Carson Wentz, a very important part of the team, but this is a very complete team. I did and not Nick agree with no, you. No slouch. You no know what? slouch. Well, apparently Obviously. he isn't a slouch, but I thought at the time he was a slouch. It seemed like he was kind of a punchline, in fact. And <clears throat> I, I will say this. Tw- for 20 days, from the time that the Patriots vanquished the Jags in Foxborough, from that moment, as soon as that game ended, it was a bummer for me because there was anticlimactic, uh, anticlimactic feeling for me that, well, obviously the Patriots are now going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, there's nothing that's going to stop that from happening at this point. There obviously. were very few people who doubted that. Um, so for the next 13 days, I just knew. I knew what, how this thing was going to work out. But I woke up on Super Sunday, and you will see that there is uh, visual evidence of this, that I did reverse my pick at the last Ooh. minute. I switched it to the Eagles, and uh, so now I'm on the right side of history. you got to respect uh, it. Say what you will. Say what you will about flip-flopping at the last minute. you got to respect that. Bald, I want to do what uh, what we what we should have done a long time ago. What's One that? of these things, it, it, it's out there. Everybody has to be zany, you know, first of all. I feel like I was a little ahead of the curve, as usual, okay. with the bracket stuff. It's March and March Madness, right. and every, oh, everybody's got to fill out their brackets. And about uh, 12, 15 years ago, I started doing, you know, silly brackets. Yeah, brackets of life. Brackets, funny stuff, sure. you know, movie villain Same. brackets and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. that were funny Whimsical. at the time. Now it's hack, right? right? I think it's we wrote. can agree. Yes, wrote. you must do it. Yes, everybody does it. And uh, so – same thing. People love to do their lists. You know, I've been making my list since before it was cool. And uh, the the everyone this is Dave has, List Damashek talking right. Everyone now. under the sun. Well, you were there for the uh, for the beginning of the jerk list. As a matter of fact, I so, thought it was called the jerk report. It was initially. Thank you for. Uh, for but it's your very team obviously recall. a list. <laughs> well, that was that was a point. It's a of, controversial uh, point. Oh, that was another dispute that I had with one Jimmy Kimmel, where he thought, "Oh, it's got to be a list." I said, "Well, but it's a report. It's I'm a reporting report. on it." He's like, so "It's very clear." I'm reporting list. on people. <laughs> no, no, it's a list. You have to do it as a list. Then he demanded I make it a no. list, and then I was like, "Ah, oh, fine." I'll that was it. his final edict out the door. <laughs> <laughs> for the morning show. It's like, I'm Better make this. it a list. Right. So I made it a list, and that's that. Anywho, so I did um, I did my whole uh, – everybody now does their sports movie list. Right. Fine. Everybody has their opinion. It's time for the definitive sports movie. Okay. No, you know, airtight. Not, oh, we forgot, no. and oh, we should have mentioned. Are you, are you ranking, or are you just saying this is, this isn't? This is it. I think we just make, like, as though – 
it's a Hall of Fame okay. for sports movies, and this is the first class going in. There might be oh, some wow. other ones that are going to be considered. That's ambitious. There might be a second class, but here is the ironclad. Ten best, tw- I don't, and I'm not, I'm not married to a number because that that's first, phony. The first, the first, you know, class for the Baseball Hall of Fame that was Babe Ruth and Christy Mathewson, and, and literally, the, you know, at right. that time, the, uh, the the Mount Rushmore of baseball players they left out, you know, greats like Lou Gehrig and whoever else because the, the, we have to, you know, we're cutting it thin, man. This, this is, is it, and you know what? As an offshoot, it reminds me. I've also said that you know, Halls of Fame are neat, but. They're a 20, 20th century product. I have uh, I have summoned a 21st century improvement okay. to it. It's the hall of all, and it's uh, it's not about fame. It's about who's the best, and it's not for one sport. It's for all of sport. Who would be in the initial class of that one? And this is this is this for... is the same measure that you just laid out there. This Lou Gehrig. Right. He's an all time great, but does he rise to the level that if you a had first a, class an American? Sports Hall of Fame, a Hall of All, all the sports. Who is in that initial class? Okay, so my 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 first thought is I'm going to start writing these down. And these are these are athletes. We're talking we're, we're talking people. Off the I'm top of up. my head, Nicholas. Right, he's the best golfer of all time. I he didn't beats see Tiger. That, I didn't see that coming. You don't think Jack Nicholas no, is the best golfer well, of all no, time? No, no, Spaghetti, no. way in here too, behind the glass. If you have any thoughts, no, I, I agree with Paul. Out of all the all, all the athletes to name, that's the first yeah, one that you're was, throwing that, out. I think like Babe Ruth, like Will Chamberlain, like that. Will Chamberlain. Well, here's well, that's, I mean, Wayne, that's, Gret- Wayne Gretzky over Mario Lemieux. No, 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 no. Twenty second timeout. Much like everything, we need to establish some criteria. And my the first thing that came to mind, you tell me what you think about this, is. They need to transcend greatness in sports. I think we're thinking of cultural icons here. I'm thinking like Muhammad Ali. You're already getting sideways with this nonsense. You're talking about the Hall of All. This is, People are, don't get into the Hall of Fame because some stinking writer decides he wasn't nice to me in the locker room, so I'm not going to vote no, for no, him. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like when you I, start getting into cultural relevance, that's when that that's no. But he, if you're asking for the first, the essentially the five greatest athletes of the 20th, I didn't say five. You said five. I whatever the list is, if it's okay. two or if it's seventeen, that's what the list is uh, okay i mean nicholas you get what rises above babe ruth rises above lou gehrig we're not looking at ops's to determine which I, guy was better <laughs> who was greater babe I'm, ruth or lou gehrig I'm, same I'm, thing i'm confused about your criteria i would right. i would go with the muhammad ali's the michael All right. jordan's i like ali i like jordan um tom brady certainly has to be in right doesn't lawrence taylor have to be in this is the greatest athletes of all time that we're putting together from American sports. Doesn't that have to be? I'm Willie not, Mays not, has to be. I'm not a racing fan, but does like Dale Earnhardt have to go in? He's very important to a large segment of the population. Like I'm thinking, like uh, I don't know. I'm thinking like John McEnroe. Like these are the pe- McEnroe. I'm just thinking of like the cultural icons. We're talking Federer about would be ahead, wouldn't he? Well, I guess we're, I Martina guess. or Serena. I don't know which is the better women's tennis player of all time. I think Serena. Serena's better Serena. than Martina. Serena should definitely. Yeah. Okay. I like that those two kind of rhyme. I never noticed Serena, that Martina. until just now. Serena goes in. I think so. All right. Lemieux. Babe Ruth, of course. I, I, I don't. I, Lemieux, I don't agree with. You can't put Lemieux in over a lot of like a few play, play, people come to mind. In what sense? Or Gretzky? Um, abil- or ability? I, lo- uh, I love I love Eddie Spaghetti. Who's a, how old are you again, Spaghetti? Twenty two? No, twenty five. Twenty five. Oh, excuse he me. He says derisively. Twenty five. Twenty five. Hey, uh, yeah, I know. I know. I'm, so, a, I'm a New Yorker. I know, but I spent four years in Boston, so I got to talk about the great Bobby gonna, Orr. Well, if you're gonna put in Lemieux, then I could just Bobby I'll just, Orr, uh, Brian you've ne- Leach. You've never Henrik seen Henrik Lundqvist. 
Who are you to talk? I, Fine, you've seen you've seen Henrik Lundqvist play hockey before, so right, you're in. I'm, I'm so at least biased. you're in a position to talk about him. You've never. What, what have you ever seen, Bobby Orr? I love when people advocate. They they get angry about how dare you leave off Y.A. Tittle from. What do you know? Otto Graham is the best. Wait, what? Do you, what? Do you, what? When did you see Otto? Well, Graham I'm, not, play I'm, a game I'm trying to, not to have recency bias. So I, I appreciate. I, that. I know, but it's prete- but so in the on the other end of the spectrum, now you're being pretentious. When I, people I, well, play would, that game of oh Don Hudson. Well, Don Hudson. I mean, how can okay. you argue against? Well, I when to, did you ever see Don Hudson play? I, what do you know about what he did? I went to school in Boston, so I've watched. Pl- I mean, Bobby Orr is like a. Oh, what'd you watch of Bobby Orr? You saw pictures of him hanging on it's walls and bars. It's the same thing with you talking about Super Bowl one, two, three, four. Like you, Untrue, you watched NFL because films. I've watched, I've watched I, those I watched games. Nesson and and I watched all the the specials on him, and I I know his stats. I know how good he was and how people speak right. highly of him. Listen, the numbers. I don't the, like that. I grew up in. I grew up in the Bay Area. You don't see me advocating for Joe Montana. Put Joe Montana on the list, by the way, please. Put Joe you don't. Advocate for Montana that predates you. That was a hilarious joke. All right, but you do know Dave, Montana, right? Dave, You're not that young. Much like your hair, this bit is not quite all there. Like it, <laughs> I think when you have some criteria, I'm getting zingers from a bald guy. I think we need to have some criteria. I think we need to agree on how many people are getting in. And and and. All right, well, drop us a just, line. Hashtag we're just DDMP. naming great athletes. I'm throwing out candidates. How are we gonna How are we gonna make the omelet if we don't break some eggs along the I way? I think you said top ten athletes. I said nothing bo- about a number. That's I said what I- the list is is what the list is. Any good list is criteria. I'm like Michelangelo. I'm chipping away at the marble and I'm seeing what's underneath. I don't know how many how many people deserve to be in this initial list. I would say this is more of a report than a list. <laughs> All right, let's put that one aside. But you we, can have. Yeah, we should put a pin in this, and I agree with everything Ball Brian said. We have to have an X amount of. Oh, get that. Well, well, if you love him so much, we why have, don't you marry him? No, 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 because he's because this is something we could continue for the offseason. We have to have a like a finite amount of athletes per sport. I think because then it gets too many. I like, like the Hall of All, but it's like it, we're right. initiating our first class. However many people, ten, a dozen, right. eight, whatever it is, give us the greatest of the great American athletes. That, then now you got yeah. something. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Let me just before we move on to uh, to the sports movie list, uh, Spaghetti wants to uh, make a case for Tommy Heinsohn. As, uh, in <laughs> as his an, playing game, an, an in his, in, not as the broadcaster. No, the player Tommy Heinsohn with the Celtics. Yeah. Mike, tell us, uh, tell Mike, us about what your favorite thing was I'm about saying, watching him. All I'm saying is I just I was influenced for a place I lived in for four plus years. That's yeah. all I'm saying. And I, I know Anybody else you want to talk about, though? It needs to include either Mike Greenwell or Mo Vaughn. Not hey, both, lefty, one or the other. Let me tell you now about a guy named Lefty Grove. Lefty Grove was a was a killer out there on the hump back in the third. <laughs> I do have some TV and movie news before you guys start the oh, next okay, segment. Oh, okay, great. Uh, did you see the John Favreau Star Wars uh, streaming series that's coming about? I did. I did. Boy, oh, boy. See, talk about being at the uh, front end of something. See, we started with the digital stuff before it was cool. John Favreau, the political commentator? No, or John Favreau, the Director. The director. Oh, that would make a lot more sense. He's Both. writing and producing. Jesus. He's they writing and producing. They team up. Star Wars streaming series. The other uh, item is David Chase is reviving Sopranos with a movie. It's a prequel to The Sopranos. I don't mind that. What? Hour and hour ago. So, bro. Dave, on the uh, on the film vault, we did our top five uh, TV dramas series of all time. And I don't watch a lot of TV, but the one uh, series I saw every single episode of and loved, Sopranos, my number one. Number one. Number one. Number one series of all time. I, admittedly, I don't watch a lot of TV, so I've never, I've never seen it blow your mind. I've never seen an episode of Breaking Bad. Okay. Never seen an episode of Mad Men. Never seen an episode of uh, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, what is the one with the zombies? The Walking Dead. Uh, you can skip that one. I can. I, I, Wire, Oz. I've never seen any of these shows. Oz. That was a weird one to drop in. But, uh, but yes. Uh, I hear it's a great show. I had a lot of wieners and stuff. No, it's, <laughs> I wouldn't know. 
It's a weird show, and it's it's wildly Orange is over. New black. I don't, it's wildly overrated. House of Cards. Never seen an episode. Eh, that's terribly overrated too. After the first year, it's become. If you were to assign me one opera. series, one great Breaking series. Bad. No oh, question. Yeah. Okay, no all, question. Right. all right. No question. Breaking well, Bad's Mad the Men. I will not see You go movie. Mad Men over Breaking Bad? It's close, though. Those are some fantastic programs you haven't seen, Bald Brian. I mean, 21st Century TV, it is interesting that 21st Century TV is wildly superior. Oh, we're in the golden age. I recognize that. I'm not, I'm not you know, crapping on these shows. I understand they're fantastic shows. I, I, I did I got no time. I'm all movies these days. I'm all movies. The younger kids uh, here on the DDFP, a lot of them don't really embrace The Simpsons. They're not aware of that's The Simpsons. Yeah, my number one comedy of all. That's the funniest show of all time. Yeah. For seasons, I encourage... Hey, man, we could do a whole episode on just, just Simpsons. Season 3 to Season 13 <laughs> is Dave's Guide. That's a, Some people will say that's too loose, the <laughs> the uh, the the really hardcore Simpsons people will say like I, I don't want yeah to I don't get quite as season gra- eight that after that it's no I don't guy. get quite I, as granular as that but uh, God I was thinking about that Simpsons moment yesterday and I laughed out loud to myself alone in my house when Homer well, the episode where Homer's a food critic and uh, he's a, he's a terrible writer but he's a food critic and he's he's all alone writing and he's like the food was really and he looks over at the dog and, and like he's getting like uh, you know cues from all the animals in the house and he goes the food was really and he goes rough and he goes I don't know you've been pushing rough all night and he goes chewy <laughs> such a stupid moment it's so perfect so stupid when it I forget what season it is I think it's like season nine or ten ish somewhere in there where almost every joke is self-referential and <laughs> so if you haven't been watching it it's hysterical what's so funny behind the glass there spaghetti and Emma VP we're mocking the Simpsons and what the f- and the humor of that show we just you're mocking it we just don't oh, get it we don't no, understand. that's all oh. I, I, don't know. I wouldn't I don't say know. that out. I, I this is on yeah, record. This, this is now. this should be deleted. That could come <laughs> back to haunt you. That 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 says something bad, you know. But all right, that's your no. business. They work for you. They do. For now, it's embar- I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I have egg on my face. You're I'm sorry for them. you had to be here for this. I'm embarrassed for you. Well, you know what was embarrassing for you? I was embarrassed for you when I invited you onto my program to have this conversation about the best movie, best sports movies of all right. time, and then. In between that offer, that generous invitation, and today, you saw fit to attack me <laughs> on social media. I, I responded in kind. No, you attacked me. Okay. Do you have the tweet that you sent? I, I, I can find I talked to Adam Carolla about the fact that you have a cockamamie opinion that Jerry Maguire, which I listed as one of the greatest sports movies of all time, you said it's not a sports movie. And so I took it to the arbiter, Adam Carolla. Well, here's – okay, go ahead. I mean, I don't know how it's not a sports movie. Let's just have that conversation now. We should. So first of all, it's a sports movie – Hear the arguments here, Emma VP and uh, Spaghetti. We should find out if, if uh, the people behind the glass have – do you have a pre-ordained yeah, opinion on this? Jerry Maguire, sports movie, do, strong yes, strong no, or eh, I'm not sure? Strong yes. Okay. Uh, I th- I think it's like more of a rom-com with the backbone of being sports. I don't think it's necessarily – Well, this is a good sampling because this is sort of the two schools of thought. Well, right. sp- okay, but Spaghetti's opinion basically – even the people arguing against it being a sports movie can't right. get away from the fact that, yes, the through line of the picture is that he's a sports agent. Right. And how many scenes involve – I don't want to turn it into just a percentage game, but what percentage of dialogue, what percentage of scenes are devoted 
to the sports world. A lot. Uh, enough of a percentage, I would submit, right. to make it into a sports movie, That's especially fair. in the third act. The big resolution is Rod oh. Tidwell catching the big pass, making a million dollars, and Jerry Maguire realizing this is my big moment. This is my moment of success as well. But unlike Rod Tidwell, I have no one to share it with. So he runs over to Renee Zellweger, and they make their love. Now, but it, so why? But it still is. But it's still owed to the success of what happens in in the football game. Uh, if I may have the floor for a moment, because the, the, if I oh, clear yeah. something up, and Dave, uh, if I could just start off by saying, big fan. Oh, thank you. That's nice. I haven't heard that in a while. Well, thank there, you. There you go. Thank um, you. I can see why. So uh, uh, when you went on Corolla, sh- the Cor- when you went to speak to Corolla, you made your case without me there. That's the only thing I took issue with. The only thing I took issue with is arguing against my point of view when I was not there. So I knew this was going to happen so we would be able to have our face-to-face. In the meantime, what did you tweet at me when I took it to Corolla I, on I, his show and we kibitzed about it on an episode of Good Sports on the right. Adam Corolla show? In fact, I think that that episode is out on the, uh, as we speak right now. That oh, one just came can out. Can be digested right now. By you the- should listen to that good sports and hear what Carole has to say. But then Bald Brian tweeted at I me a made couple a, days I ago. I made a joke along the lines of, What uh, kind of person kind does of, this? What kind of brave man goes on and argues? Well, read against, your tweet. I, don't, I can't read That's not important. I'd like you to say it so you could determine whether or not it was offensive. It wasn't offensive. Anyone with a sense of humor. It felt like an attack. I felt attacked by by I you. Said, I said, yep, at Damashek did what any brave man would do, debate someone who isn't there. I can see why you're the best, Dave. All right, let's start. I called you the best. Let's start with Eddie Spaghetti on this one. Was that snarky or of was I it right was, to be offended? Snarky, of course it was if snarky. If you're offended by that, you got some thin skin. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, well, well so we, what? We, we, know, we know I have thin skin. He has thin hair. So, that's right. But so what? If you know you going can, you in, you can't pepper your skin like your hair. So, <laughs> wait a second. If you take a vacation to Mexico, there might be a lot of great things about going to Mexico for a vacation. But you also know, don't drink the water, right? Hey, Dave, he's a swell fellow, but you know, just be careful with him because he's a little delicate. You know, he doesn't like it when you go at him like that. I, but I think you're buddies, and you and it's a it's a hot debate. But and how see each other enough? It's, I mean, it's, how, it's how little does a someone have to know me to to not understand that Dave has an inverse relationship with the world? I love it when strangers attack me. I think that's mm. funny, which I should be more mindful. I should be more offended by random right. objective people coming As at opposed me. Opposed to someone who knows and likes you. But those things make those things amuse me whereas when people are trying to just have some fun with me who I know there's no real uh malice in it that's what offends me that's the that's the opposite of the way I think most people react in the moment I did forget I honestly did forget like oh yeah Dave has really thin skin I don't like being attacked Emma VP (laughs) how say you I think it was just a friendly dig you think it was a friendly dig that's two for two what would you like it if somebody did that to you no I'm sensitive like you but hey that's part of playing the game There you go. You are right. the tiny MVP. Very sensitive. Somebody on uh, on Twitter, in fact, on Wednesday night, I noticed, said they said, but they didn't say who their target was. They right. called one of us a bad word. Yeah, they said, what a jerk, essentially. Right, but it's a bad one. It is. It it's, is. A, it's one that a lot of people will say is the most offensive of all the bad words. Can we say what and, it starts with? No, okay. but it's like it insinuates that you're being, you know, you know. soft or whatever. You know, you're being oh, too it's, delicate. It's, or women especially would, do, uh, would they be very, very offended. Women definitely don't like that. Yeah. yeah. 
pro tip. In England, Don't ever it, it, direct that at hack, a woman. They will not like consider it. Consider it a, uh, you know, a, a, well, some may call a buddy yes, when you're not drinking. English people, yeah, British say it more freely than yeah, Americans. Fly, Anywho, it wasn't clear who this guy was saying, who was using that nasty word at. Was it at Bald Brian or was it at me? How say you, Eddie Spaghetti? Who do you think that the attack on Twitter or was it <laughs> – my reaction or me having the conversation with Corolla and not Ball Brian being there. Who was who's who's in the wrong here? I can definitively tell. You. I wish I could see the tweet. I cannot find it. Uh, if I, I had a guess, yeah, no, it was just I, basically I, in response to me and Bald Brian saying like, yeah, that was a little blanky. Who was it? Who do you uh, think they were talking about? Oh, uh, probably you then. Now that I think about it, because if you, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna. I don't think a person would get a stranger would not get that upset over a friendly dig. On a Twitter. stranger would absolute. You assume too much. That's Maybe. where you're both wrong. You and Bald Brian are both wrong. Oh, I should point a point of information for. How uh, would this, anybody know that Bald Brian and I? Oh, this is just a back and forth that they have ongoing that started last week. How would any the the expectation is that right. everybody's up to speed on that? Important point of information uh, that you may not know. Uh, my followers uh, like to tweet me horrible things. Yes. Much more so than Damashek. So this this guy is not uh, holding back from you know calling me a nasty word. Nor does that's true. Any of my followers. I think that means that you're winning. It is when they're doing it. It is. It is for sure, uh, he was. He cleared it up. He was for sure aiming it at me. The blaster was aimed. at Oh, he did. Oh, yeah. The guy yes. responded. I said I had the definitive answer. <laughs> <It's me. laughs> See, Damashek has a heart of gold, and that's all he wants everybody else to yeah. have, and they refuse to do it. In Can't... fact, they, 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 instead of gold, they like to throw dirt and other filth on it, and, and take take away the mm. the glorious sheen that I try to paint onto the world. May I make my case against your employer being supposed to be in? I just wanted to clear the air on that. I will make my case to the two behind the glass. And it's good because one is leaning one way, one's leaning the other. And I will present... Panel of two. Yeah. So we'll probably end up with a tie, to be honest with you. It'd be great if I flipped them both. Uh, okay, so we, first, like, It'd be like, even funnier if you if you turn spaghetti against his initial opinion and join me and oh, but right my, my passionate uh, my passionate uh, defense. So first, we have to agree, like like a lawyer, you, know, you have to stipulate certain things about about the debate. And one is sports movies are defined by specific tropes. Like sports movies have specific tropes that are unique to sports movies. The grizzled no, they don't all have, all have these, but they have some combination of them. The grizzled coach, the angry owner, the enthusiastic fan, the over involved parent in school movies, you know, uh, Shooter and Hoosiers or uh, t- t- uh, Tim McGraw on Friday Night Lights, uh, the cagey veteran, the hotshot rookie, the commentator, the journalist, Max Mercy in The Natural, for example, or uh, uh, J- John C. McGinley in Any Given Sunday, the young upstart who seeks out the forgotten hero and the forgotten hero seeking redemption, both of which are on display in Creed or Cars or Eddie the Eagle. I mean, these are tropes that are unique to sports movies. Jerry Maguire has literally none of these. Are Literally that, no sports tropes. Just because you said that paragraph out loud doesn't make it true. If I if I could summon Skywalker's repeated phrase from the last Star Wars, that's another thing we could talk about is Star Wars, and that was not especially great, right? The, the, the you, 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 it doesn't it it doesn't hold up as cleanly as some of the others. Do you agree with my ranking of the Star Wars movies? I'll just give you my oh. win play show is uh, Empire One, Last Hope. Star Wars, the original two and three, Rogue One. You and I are in step on how good Rogue One is. Rogue I One, love is, Rogue One. It is, is magnificent. spectacular. It is. It's magnificent and only serves to show how underwhelming the other two new movies have been. Um, I'll go along with that. I might, I might switch Rogue One and New Hope, but 
at the end of the day, New Hope's iconic. Oh, wow. You like Rogue One Oh, Rogue that One's much. a fantastic movie. Here's, here's the reason that New Hope, in the same way that Fellowship of the Ring, uh, is is great too. Right. Lord of the first Lord of the Rings. You might make a case that Two Towers is superior, just as most people will tell you that Empire is better than than New Hope. But those initial pictures deserve tons of credit, heaps and heaps of right. credit, because they go into these bizarro worlds that could very easily have just been punchlines three minutes into the for the viewing public. Right, right, right. I mean, it could have been absurd. Hey, grown-ups running around. Like, it, when you start getting into extras, that's when things can get sideways. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's just like uh, 150 grown-ups running around in silly costumes right. and dressed like robots or, or dressed like semi-monsters in Lord of the Rings right. and all that. And yet, five minutes in, you are you're, you're, 100% you're bought in. in. You're, you're, bought you're in. in that universe. And that is something you can't sleep on. So that's why you have New Hope up high. Okay, I agree with you. And also, I, I, I'm a fan of Return of the Jedi. I think it's a really well-made movie. I mean, the, it's got two or three... The, the Job of the Hutt uh, Sarlacc Pit sequence is amongst the best things in the entire series of Star, Star Wars. Uh, what do you mean? There's no... They don't give Boba Fett a good send-off. Agree. He, he's a noble warrior who gets a well, ridiculous send-off. And by the way, what's so bad about the uh, Sarlacc pit? The, the the main threat about being uh, thrown into him is that you're going to be slowly digested over a thousand years. It's pretty bad. Yeah, except for the fact that you're going to be dead. You know, like you're you're going to be bothered by the digestive process about say, on day that's... three. It's over with for you anyway. Yeah, as soon as you're hired. And by the way, function. doesn't your body wither away anyway? How's it? What is it somehow suspending the, uh, uh, you know, the, the what's it called? When what you, the nervous system? No, when oh. you when you are you know under the ground and you. Wither away. Oh, the decomposition process? Decomposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this now extending the decomposition yeah, process? Yeah, the Sarlacc Exponentially, it must be, because if you just are left to your own as a dead person, you're going to decompose in a couple of years, right? Exactly. The Sarlacc have to be it's started a thousand years? to digest you from the feet up so as to leave your higher brain function still going so you know how tortured you are, and you'd have to sustain I know. you. You'd have to Somehow it you. would have to, like, matrix you and keep you alive, like, to, to feel the torture. It's not like, it's like, yeah, it's not yeah. that bad a threat, you know? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want it, yeah. but realistically, the thousand years is only going to feel like three days for me. That's the point. Yeah. Well, because I'm going to die of exhaustion. Anywho, let, we got okay, sideways so there. The sports. And by the way, just yes. because you said anyway, your speech not, there was fine. The except movies? all those, a lot of those tropes do exist. Let me take a look. I'm not going to look You're, at your crib sheet, which I don't need because you know I, I speak from the heart. I speak from the heart. I don't need a crib. What's up? What are you pointing at? I'll sign it and put it on your wall. We're 34 minutes in. That's all. Oh, we're 30. Well, all right. You know what? We have to go a little longer. We'll pace it up a Sorry. little bit. Sorry. All right, Sorry, here we go. Badger. But let me just say something. Oh, wait. Name, just name, name a sports movie. Uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm you not just named to. all those. Th- but all I'm those saying any sports movie has involved a variation of We those. have that. Yeah. And Jerry Maguire has parent. no sports tropes. I just said that we do have an over-involved parent in Jerry Maguire. Who? The guy who made the uh, uh, Bo Bridges. Makes the deal for his son. Uh, that's not. Uh, mm. Oh, no, no, no. Well, that's, that that's, that's not what I meant by that. Uh, I don't think that fits the trope. <laughs> I don't think that fits the trope. I I mean, all those. First of all, and you've asserted that those are requirements for something. MOVP, as somebody who involves yourself, who near dabbles in the, near done. in the screenplay writing process, do you agree that those are tentpole requirements to have something that you would define as a sports movie. No, I don't think you need a trope to make something what it is. Well, Emma, name a sports movie. 
Just I'm not trying to trick you. Just name a sports movie. The Blind Side. Oh, that's a great example. Put a pin in that. The okay. Blind Side. That's coming up later. Good example. Anime. Cool. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. For, you're going to make an awesome point for me. Thank you. Okay. The, uh, so oh, sports movies also have specific arcs, right? Like uh, they almost always start with some sort of training. Some sort According of tra- to you. Almost always. All like, right. Well, a, Jerry Maguire has his version of a, of a training program when he quits of making himself the underdog in the movie. No, so Jerry Maguire's journey what is... What do you mean, no? His journey is that he quits a powerhouse agency to go out on his own, making himself into the underdog. So Jerry's journey is very typical of of, of, of uh, any movie trope where the once powerful hero realizes he's living a lie and gives up everything to sort of reascend to even greater heights. This is a trope so so universal it's almost uh, cliche or, or, or uh, melodrama like Iron Man, Batman Begins. These are heroes who are like, you know what, I, I'm not living a righteous life and now I must uh, you know give it all up and they thus ascend to even greater heights. This is this is not a that doesn't that doesn't sort of describe uh, Creed. That doesn't describe. You know, Rock oh no! Creed is the Creed, Creed is the trope of the young ex, uh, young upstart who tr- seeks out the forgotten hero. All right. Well, Jerry, Mag- now I'm getting confused because Jerry Maguire does exactly what you just described. So, like, like you said before, like you, a lot of people, and you're not alone. A lot of people mistakenly think the climax of the film is that Rod Tidwell sequence, right, where where they have the game and he injures himself and he. Comes no, instead, it's the, the penultimate payoff. So, no. so what? The the, the 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 climax of the film, the actual like character, the character's arc. Jerry Maguire achieves like his full redemption, his full growth in the you had me at hello, you complete me scene. That is the climax of the film. You cannot have a climax of the film where the title character, the main character, does not achieve some kind of growth. That is that that scene wraps up the Rod Tidwell beast. Okay, well let me let me then throw at you another movie, a movie called Major League. Tom Berenger, where is, is, what is his growth, his payoff, his growth as a human being is making out with what's her name, uh, uh, you know. No, star of no, no, the no, 90s, no, 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 his, 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 his 80s and 90s. Climactic, what's her name from Lethal uh, Weapon? Uh, Renee Russo. Get Shorty. Renee, Renee Russo. Russo. No, his clim- that, that's funny you mentioned that. That's the denouement. His, cl- his climactic moment is the same as the team's when he lays down the bunt. That's his moment because he's the broken down but hero who wants one last shot. But he becomes a man and he gets back the heart of Renee Russo. Yeah, that's his reward. Elevated that's his reward for his uh, climactic moment, his heroic moment. M-O-V-B, he won the game. Do we see the why, where this is headed? Clearly, I can counter all of these. With, I mean, yeah, exactly. His reward is Renee Zellweger for recognizing. But that's not the that climax he's... of the movie. Is him giving her a kiss? That's the denouement. That's the little part that comes after the, uh, the the climax. That's like, oh, we're all wrapping it up now. We're tying up a nice little bow. And that's as, that's that's as tropey as I love Major League, but that's as tropey as a sports movie get. You have literal training, spring training. You have the wacky teammates. You have the character who's the, the ne'er do well and the one who's the old broken down. The veteran. training scene in Jerry Maguire. The equivalent of that would be Jerry working the phones, trying to keep all of his. <laughs> Clients as they fall by the way wayside. That's his failing moment where he has to now right. come back from. All right, I mean, all right, let's. I, I, do you have more, or do you want to give? I want to do the sports movies too, or at least oh, yeah. in this now. Sure. Uh, Eddie Spaghetti, are you bored with this conversation? No, I like it a lot. The Blind I'm, Side I'm, is a great example of another movie that is not actually a sports movie. Like oh. it, 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 the climactic moment does not take place on the field. The, the climactic moment, the climactic, the through line, much like Jerry Maguire is, it's not Rod Tidwell and Jerry Maguire. It's Jerry Maguire and Dorothy Boyd. That's the through line. That's the emotional arc. That's when Jerry realizes, oh, I'm not living a good life, and I want to be with this woman. Like that's when he becomes a full man. Is Chariots of Fire a sports movie? I've actually never seen Chariots of Fire. 
Oh my! So God. I can't tell you. But I tell you what else isn't a sports movie. Uh, 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 Fever Pitch, right? Because. Uh, like their emotional moment is like coming together at the end. It's not the sport. That's just like the backbone of, of – and I understand. With sport. that, I can kind of agree. The fan has baseball throughout. There would not be a movie if it wasn't for baseball. Is the fan a sports movie? I've never seen the fan. What? You would it love certainly that. seems like a sports movie. It is not a sports movie. It is a terrible movie, and it is not by any stretch of the imagination. Seem, it seems sport. like hot garbage, which is why I never saw it. Is Concussion a sports movie? I never saw that one. Oh, jeez, Dave. All right, these are all sports movies I mean, I don't because know they, they, about they, that they have a sports wall to don't wall. No, no, jeez me. You didn't see the Academy Award winning movie That's from true. 1983, Chariots of Fire, which many were very I was upset five, about. Five years old. 82 or 83, E.T. They e. beat out E.T. and people were not, yeah, happy, not about happy about that. that. I'm just saying that there are sports movies are very much not defined by just having a lot of sports. Uh, the Fever Pitch, I The didn't. Blind Side, Concussion, The Fan. These are all movies that have a lot of sports. I didn't make that case. Uh, I'll tell you what. But no, that's it, the case you made for Jerry Maguire. Said it's, uh, it's got nothing but sports. It's a sports agent. It's just because it's about, about sports. If you want to turn it into a sports movie. If you want to turn it into some you know calculation, the amount, it's not that there is sports in it. It is – the whole thing is about sports. It's not, though. Think of, Dave, think about the moment. She and he fall in love because they're partnering up in, at a sports agency. The entire movie revolves around chasing this quarterback kid. The whole thing is about Rod Tidwell. What isn't sportsy about it? But as, as I pointed out, just because a movie has a lot of sports and relies on sports does not make it a sports movie. I disagree with you about that. The percentage is pretty high. Sports I get movie is defined by the tropes and defined by how it fits into that archetype. And this Only does not fit. according to you, is that the case? I disagree. Black Sunday, for instance, have you seen Black Sunday, the terrorist movie? They're, they they set out, they fly the uh, the Goodyear blimp into Super Bowl 10. Oh, oh. Now, it has the greatest, I mean, and it is actually shot at Super Bowl 10, and it has some of the greatest, if not the greatest, not hyperbolically am I saying this, the the greatest access you'll ever see for a legitimate big-time sporting event. They're down on the field shooting, and it's actually, you know, Lin Swan, the crazy catch game um, against was- the Dallas Cowboys, and the whole – but they're on the field shooting. You would never be able to make that movie today. They would never. There would never yeah. be like, yeah, hey, major uh, movie making crew. Yeah, you can take up space on the Super Bowl sidelines <laughs> and shoot your movie. That would just never be a thing. What was the uh, hockey movie that involved the Penguins? Where- sudden death. Sudden. I was about to say sudden impact. They also sudden had death. great access. Not a sports movie. Yeah. It takes place in an arena. It's not a sports movie. Uh, I'm willing to... Furthermore, Jerry Maguire himself, the character, does not achieve his character redemption, his character growth, whatever you want to call it, through sports. He achieves it through love. He meets Dorothy Boyd, falls in love with her, and realizes this is the life I'm meant to lead. So... By those, the vehicle, by, by, by those, the vehicle that allows him by to that, recognize that, though, is in fact sports and a heroic deed I, by a guy who, by the way, was not a minor character. He won the Academy Award, Cuba Gooding. Oh, I'm, I agree. Maybe a little silly that he won the Academy Award, but still. Time has not been kind to, uh, <laughs> to, to Cuba's canon. I remember when Cuba, it was like, oh, wait, he's an Academy Award winner. What's his next movie? Snow Dog, or whatever it was called, Snow Pups or something. MVP, I get like I like we've already covered. I'm a delicate flower, so when I see you guys laughing about something that we're not talking about, we I think wonder, Snow Dogs is a funny comment, and oh, we laughed about it. Oh, all right, all right. Oh, I said, know, if you were saying this is going way too long. I thought they said no, no, funny. no, it's funny. <laughs> I said funny comedy, and I was like, you don't like The Simpsons, but you like Snow Dogs? Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs>
This is not going well. <laughs> so I'm saying the Jerem Garfield. Now, Young Sheldon. Now that's something. Now that's now that's a laugh. Now, Big Bang Theory. That's some good stuff. So yeah, Jerem Maguire fits more tropes of the rom-com than it does of a sports movie, and you have to understand that movies. All right. I, I've by said genre my piece. Are, I've are said defined. my piece. I'm going to turn it over now to the panel of two. Final verdict. Emma VP. <laughs> we'll start with you. It's it's a sports movie. I mean, it's I mean, yeah. Microphones. I don't know what else you're supposed working. to say about it. The, 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 the first act is set in a sports agency, and all they're talking about is sports, sports, sports. The final act is all of it's a football game. I don't know what else you need to, to know about it. Go ahead, Spaghetti. It's based off of Lee Steinberg's life. Is that correct? Does oh, Lee Steinberg. What's he do for a living? He's a sports agent, right? Yeah, he's a uh, NFL uh, uh, quarterback's primary. I, I think my issue with that is – the main character is not an athlete, and I think that's why you're more focused on like on his love life, and that's why I kind of when I think of sports movie, I'm like, oh, Rudy or any given Sunday or Hoosiers or stuff like where Slapshot. Like I'm thinking of actual sports, and in this movie, I feel like that's just like the the throwaway like sec like like second part or second tier thing so the I, movie I would have the movie would have been exactly the same if they had just made him a movie agent and instead right. of going to the game if he gone to a movie premiere and someone fell on the red carpet right. you know like you can change the details and the movie the theme yeah. of the movie everything would have been the same i agree 100 yeah i'm with i'm with all he those. could have been a movie agent he could have been uh you know just, uh, representing a big a-list actor i don't know that that's a valid point because we could replace i mean you know, Braveheart's a great movie, but it also could have been about the Civil War. Right, but that wouldn't... So, you're right, and it wouldn't change the fact that it's a war movie. You see what I'm saying? Like, yes, it would have changed the characters, of course, but it wouldn't have changed what the movie is. I, I think I can land on a better example of where, where my head is. But anyway, all right, Eddie Spaghetti, your final verdict is you're 50-50. No, I'm with Paul Ryan. It's not, I, it I don't, doesn't sound I don't, like you are. It sounds I, like I you're 50-50. No, it, it's, it's a rom-com with sports aspects. It's not a sports movie. If someone said someone came from Martin and said, I want to watch a sports movie. I'm not saying go watch Jerry Maguire. I'm saying go watch Rudy. That's what I'm saying. That would be a weird thing to ask if you're from Mars. Yeah, first question. <laughs> Got to watch a sports movie. <laughs> We've been studying your culture from That's afar. Right. Take me to your tropes. The best of the best of what uh, your species creates is uh, sports movies. What's the best? Are uh, we going to do the redundancy? Let's do it. All right, we have. Oh no, the redundancy. So oh. wait, are we going to kick the sports movie list to another day? Well, we got to do the redundancies. We got. We should. We should compile our list, right? And, I, mean, and, I just want to read a couple. Let me, oh, do you, you have a list? Well, I have my list that I put out on social media. Let's just – all right. I guess we're not going to get to it fully today. But let me summon what I put down as a start – as a thought starter. And, and, wh- and while you do this, let, while I uh, dig this up, why don't we begin? This is it. This is something Bald Brian and I have a mutual passion for, which is – when actors, you always hear about like Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill had a hard time getting another gig because he was too thoroughly defined right. by Luke Skywalker. And it's funny that some actors are able to have uh, have an ongoing career and and yet they very often fall into doing the exact same role. Yeah, they, comes- they, they do this and sometimes it gets very specific. My favorite example is uh, probably still that well, my two favorite examples of this are one that Kevin Spacey is the subject of a police sketch artist in two movies. What a crazy redundancy yeah. that is! That's really weird that he is sketched by a police sketch artist in not one but two movies. And the other one is that Keanu Reeves 
is an Ohio State quarterback who played in a big bowl game. Is his backstory for uh, Point Break and the replacements, right? And uh, and the replacements, yeah. Shane Falco versus Johnny Utah. The first, I mean, in Point Break, it has no reason to be in there. This specific Ohio State reference, and yet it's in there. And then he makes the replacements, and he's also an Ohio State. Right. It's really a weird redundancy. Anyway, Bald Brian and I have taken note of these, and we try to keep as comprehensive a list as possible. Bald Brian does a better job of it than I do. So let's turn it over to him with some updates on actor redundancies. This is probably the third or fourth time we've done this, and the list keeps getting bigger and better. We should I'm pro- surprised that there's still more meat on this bone. Oh my right? God, I think of them all the time. This is just in the last, just in the last uh, since we last did this. I have this many Great. new ones. Shoot, and we have some Im- images to put up on the screen for you no to way. help illustrate. Yes, for example, in uh, the most recent uh, winner of Best Picture, The Shape of Water. Have you seen The Shape of Water? I have not. Uh, Michael Shannon, the fantastic Michael Shannon, he refers to Octavia Spencer as the help because she's you know she's she's a cleaning lady there. He's like, oh, the help. She won an Oscar for her role in The Help. <laughs> she was the help. <laughs> And he refers to her as the help in the shape of water. Interesting. Speaking of the Oscars this year, Gary Oldman, he's a man obsessed with classical music, specifically Beethoven in The Professional. Leon, The Professional. Remember, he loves his classical music. He goes uh-huh. on and on. He played Beethoven in Immortal Beloved. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's good. Here's one that's up your alley. You love Predator. I love Predator, right? Sure. Who doesn't? <clears throat> Sonny Not Land- a human if you don't love Sonny Predator. Landum, the actor, better known as Billy. This is my favorite one of all. He, so he plays, this is this is this is this is right up there. This is great. He plays a character named Billy who dies shirtless while holding a knife in two films. I know. And forty eight hours, thanks to Corey Harris via Facebook for this one. And he dies in two movies shirtless with a knife by a guy named hold Billy. The phone. I have been acknowledging this one. That's not who who, who oh, gets Co- the credit. Corey Harris via Facebook. Great, Corey. Well done. Did but, you, but did you know he died in both movies shirtless with a knife? Yes. All right, all right. Eddie Murphy shoots him dead on the bed. Billy with, Bear. Yeah, shoots. his name is Billy in both. He has a gigantic Rambo knife in his hand in both of those. And as you say, he's shirtless. Ho, 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 ha, 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 ha. That's what the Predator does to taunt Schwarzenegger. Do it. I'm right here. All right, here's a bit of a, 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 a deeper dig, but it's for both of the movies. That's from, a pretty good deep dive right there. That's pretty good. This one's a little bit deeper. This is from two movies from this last year. I don't know if I saw either one, but uh, Catherine Watterson, the actress, she appears in two films in the same year where John Denver's Take Me Home Country Road plays a significant role in both Logan Lucky and Alien Covenant. Did you see one of those films? I did not. Uh, Logan Lucky, a good film. All right, I'll check it out. Alien Covenant's also a movie. That's a little bit of a shot at the but Alien Covenant. Isn't that, that weird? Good, huh? that, that song, that one specific song, uh, Take Me Home Country Road, Very plays a significant role in both of those movies. And that's yeah. kind of a, I wouldn't call it, not obscure, but you know, not a tip of most people's tongues these days. I'll tell you what, we have a lot of soil left uh, unturned here with Bald Brian. We, another thing, the song thing reminds me, we have to also make the comprehensive list of the best songs performed by a fictional character in oh, history. we did that on the film. Did you really? I can hit you with a few of those if you want me to. I, I, Next time. For some reason, I was thinking about... Uh, um, we did top five hit songs from movies. You know, the songs that in the movie, the context of the film, went on to be hits. Performed by... Give me you know, one. Um, that thing you do is a classic example. I, I that song makes well, it's a crazy. it's a classic. But example. right, that's a good that's a really yeah. good one. I was thinking of um, I can't I can't believe I can't. So it's the cue. Say anything. Say anything. Uh, but that's not 
But that's a real song, though. You're, you're talking about like I'm not talking about Red Rain. And if I, if you would let me or whatever, so, is that what he plays? What in your you eyes. Play? In your eyes. I mean, I know that's a Peter. Sorry, Gabriel. sorry, I jumped ahead. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I apologize. And you embarrassed. You know, I should know again. my place. And again, I'm a guest. He's embarrassing I'm a guest. himself on this program I was today. Say. Um, no, is uh, what's her name? I can't think of her name. She was in uh, Six Feet Under. Oh, um, character actor. Yeah, uh, I shot Andy Warhol. Yes, um, you know what I'm talking about. I she sings the songs on the acoustic guitar. Lil, uh, uh, Taylor, Tyler, Lily, Tyler, Lily, Lily Taylor, Lily Taylor. No, that sounds Lily Taylor. That sounds in the ballpark. But she sings the songs about her ex boyfriend Joe. Yeah, I wrote I wrote Joe fifty songs all about Joe. I wrote when fifty songs cries. all about Joe. Joe lies when he that's cries. Right. I, I I was th- singing that song for no good reason oh, last so night, and that made me think. Um, which was you could also do. Yeah, there there are a number of categories within that. Let me come back. Uh, and but anyway, go let ahead. me come back go soon, ahead. and go I'll ahead. bring in a few audio right, samples, and we'll rock out to some you know fictional you know songs from. All right, go uh, ahead. There's some good you have ones. Some more there. You I do. Hold on I do. to a couple more. No, I only got four more. So uh, is that okay? We What's her name? Lily Taylor. Okay. There you go. Thank you. Uh, Keanu Reeves attends an underground rave in The Matrix Reloaded and John Wick 2, both sequels, part two. Weird. An underground like rave in both movies. <laughs> Literally underground. Uh, Clive Owen, the great Clive Owen, he delivers a baby in the middle of a shootout in Shoot 'em Up and Children of Men. Whoa! That delivers is a, a baby one. in the middle of a shootout. That's a freaky one. Doesn't Clive Owen say to his agent like, or whatever, yeah. like, we really we might do. want to rethink doing that because I've done it already in a in a cinema, in a feature film previously. Go ahead. Uh, this is actually involves one I haven't seen, but I saw the trailer and I got the idea. Vera Famiga, the actress, she gives she gives a train passenger a deadly mission in two movies, The Commuter with Liam Neeson and Source Code with Jake Gyllenhaal. Wow. Doesn't that, doesn't anybody raise the red flag, including the actor, his or herself, and say, yeah, this isn't this, aren't people going to notice this? Apparently not, if it weren't for us. I guess not. And speaking of which, speaking of Source Code, I saved this one for last because it involves a pretty major spoiler. So if you haven't seen Source Code, a very good movie. Have you seen Source Code? No. Oh. Never even heard of do, it. Do you mind Source me? Code? Do you, with Jake Gyllenhaal, where he's on a train, he's trying to like, he, but he keeps going back in time to like, uh, he going back to where the day starts in order to stop this bombing. Oh, it's a good movie. Underrated movie. Bill um, Murray I, already made that picture, but all right, go Okay, ahead. I will, uh, I'm going to spoil it a little bit, but not majorly, just a little bit. That's unlikely. I'm going to see. Okay, if you don't want, if you don't want to have a, a little bit of a reveal spoiled, go ahead and turn your volume down for a second. But Jake Gyllenhaal plays a man who has his legs blown off in two movies, Stronger and Source Code. Loses his limbs in two pictures. Wow. Two recent pictures too. Source Code is like four years ago. And Gyllenhaal doesn't say like, isn't that a little bit? Yeah. Haven't haven't I done this enough? We've done this before, right? Should we do that again, director? Do we want to go in a different? Yeah. No, no. Let's just stay with what the script says. Have you guys seen well, Source Code back there? Oh, that's an underrated movie. I have not. That's 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 a, that's a that was one of those ones. Which that's another category of movie is movies that upon viewing the trailer and all the information available, you're like, this is not going to be good. And then it turns out to be quite good. Limitless was a good example of Bradley Cooper. I was like, this is not going to be good. Oh, really? Actually, that was a good pick. It was actually above average, yes. That above is, average. by the way, that's another subject. Uh, scratch this one down, or as uh, Spaghetti and you like to say, uh, put a pin in it for, for the next Bald Brian visit. We have a lot of work to do. we got a lot do. of work to do. And uh, fortunately, we have a lot of real estate between now and the start of the football That's right. To cover a, lot, a, lot, a, lot so, of, a lot of swimming ground. So we'll do it, but um, wait, I'm finding my movie list here. The other thing is um, uh, 
I, oh, Limitless. The movie list, because I've seen that they're now remaking Terminator. And, of course, everybody That's uh, rings remakes. their hands. Why remake every movie that right. is relevant? And I kind of get why they why why Hollywood wants to do it. But to me, there's so many great – the opposite of what you're describing, which is there are movies that, wow, that should be great, and then it doesn't work out. Oh, As I always yeah. say about Groundhog Day and – the first two Terminators, the right. thing that they have is they cover every eventuality. Yeah, every I mean, basis cover. Every, uh, yeah. Terminator 1 and 2 are airtight pictures. Yep. They, there is no f- gap in the logic if you buy that world. Right. And it's well, the same thing. Go ahead. Well, Groundhog Day also. Anything, sit around and think about what would you do if you were in Bill Murray's okay. situation well, in Groundhog Day? They cover pretty much everything you would do as a human being if you were stuck in that jam. The Terminator... So, okay, so I love the Terminator. And I leave a lot of Terminator it a more. Movie. It is not, but it, it suffers from a time travel paradox, which is unanswerable. So it could go either way. But the Terminator, just by virtue of being there, realizes that his mission must fail. You know what I mean? If he had succeeded, he would never be there in the first place. But this is a time travel paradox. So if we just subscribe to that, we would not have a movie. So it's like you know what? Just let it go and enjoy the movie at that point. Because it. Otherwise, there's no movie. But again, the logic of it does make sense. If you you lay it out temporarily. Once you allow for the premise, it works out perfectly. Right. Right. If you lay it down, if you you do a timeline and you start it in whatever, 1984 or whatever, and then you assume that it gets to whatever, it's supposed to be 2020-ish or whatever, the logic does work out that if you get to 2020 under that – in in that situation that you could then sense anyway all right oh. that's that we'll we'll try to make sense of that here's my list bald and we're going to punch it up here we're going to figure it out this is a starting place as it turns out we're not going to get all the way through it my number one sports movie of all time and one of my top 5 wow. favorite movies you can narrow it down to just one the number well because it's one of my five okay. favorite oh, movies all right, let's hear period it. hoop dreams Oh, fantastic choice. A little bit off the board because if people don't think of it as a movie because it's a documentary, that is a fine, fine – that's in the contention from one of my all-time no, – maybe number one all-time documentary. It's a great movie. More people should see it. It's daunting because it's like two hours and 15 minutes or two and a half hours. But uh, And it's also – It's got – The filmmaking it, techniques have come a long way, but it is a gripping story. For it's sure. Fantastic. And But the other thing about it that, that's striking is what they go in, the filmmakers, the documentarians go in to shoot – a certain kind yeah. of picture, and instead serendipity, not for the sake of uh, of one of the two yeah. the kids that they're covering, turns the movie into something Absolutely. completely different, into a, a social commentary yeah. and everything else. It became an iconic documentary. That, that's always the, I that, love it. A lot of documentaries, get but fun. it didn't even get nominated for an no, Academy no, Award it, that it, year. It, and he, uh, Steve James, uh, was nominated for a documentary this year, right? He, Is he, that right? Strong Island? No, 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 no. He did. Um, oh God, I'm not come up with it. I also have down. In, and I, these are in alphabetical order, so there's no order to these, obviously. Bad News Bears, the original, it goes out second. Still funny, yeah. That's great. Well, in as much as comedies don't hold up as much from that era, like it's rare that a comedy really holds up, that's still funny. Walter Matthau is, yeah. uh, is dynamite. Uh, I'm not even going to say Lebowski because I don't want to go down that uh, rabbit hole. That's not a sports here. movie. Caddyshack, is that a sports movie? It is, but it's not good. It's not good. I don't like it. You're going to weigh in on what's funny. You're going to attack. I don't like Caddyshack. You're going to attack Spaghetti and Emma VP for their movie opinions, or for their I, uh, hey, there's, there's Simpsons one, you know opinions. There's one you can bring to Corolla. Talk to about Caddyshack sometimes. See how that goes. 
Well, he has a chip on his shoulder about certain things. As somebody who is a comedy movie maker, I think, he, he has to judge I th- things. I think history has has judged uh, is now judging Caddyshack to be not a great movie. A great movie, I don't know, but some of the funniest stuff that you'll ever see in a movie, absolutely. I'll meet you the halfway. Way, I'll meet you halfway and see if there's a couple of funny moments. There is. I mean, it is weird. The thing that stands out now, if you're a 20 year old person and you watch Caddyshack for the first time, the thing that will stand out to you is how weird it is. Like, wait, why did they decide to do a nude scene? Right. Why are there? Yeah. And it's not oh, like there was no like, porn. <laughs> there was no adult film. Yeah, it's like this soft core porn kind of thing. It's very strange that it's in a comedy. That was a construct. But that was a thing yeah. that was you in had to do it. a lot of sports. I mean, sports movies and a lot of comedies back then. But Caddish, I mean, Ted Knight is is just one of the funniest movie characters ever. His, I mean, the judge is one of the fun, all-time funniest characters in any movie of all time. What else you got? Heaven Can Wait. That's one I haven't seen. Oh, man. You want to talk about a great movie. Does it hold up? up? Am I going yes. to enjoy that? Charles Grodin by himself okay. and Diane Cannon. Their they're, uh, back and forth is great. Hoosiers. Hoosiers gets really Just high. Just watched it the other day. Hoosiers gets really high marks for me. By the way, talk about a redundancy in the movie is that music is used, and it's in Indiana. It's based. It's a retro Indiana-based sports movie, and they use the same a very, score. A ver- what do you mean? Dun, 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 oh yeah. Dun, 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 dun. The, why did? How did that happen? Oh, interesting. When have you ever heard of that? Never. Like an original you'll, score you'll often, movie is used in two movies, let alone in two sports movies, let alone in the same state. That's a good. Let alone in throwback. Movies. That's uh, that's um, you'll often see that with trailers. Like a trailer will often use dun, dun, songs dun, dun, from dun, another or music from another movie because they don't have it. The, the audio, obviously, or the uh, the score yet, you know. But uh, that's very rare. I've never I want you to see Heaven Can Wait. Okay. I think you're really gonna. Uh, delight in it. Hoosiers is great because the kids that they got look not only like they don't shoot the ball like basketball players. They don't look like actual athletes. It's not merely that. They look like they're from the fifties. The way they shoot the ball. It's oh, funny. I, th- I thought you said. Uh, I thought you said uh, hoop dreams. Hoosiers. No. Yeah, 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 Hoosiers yeah. is crazy because they. I don't know how they coach the kids up to look. Yeah. Like they're not just playing basketball well, which they are playing basketball. Uh, you know, of the in, era. They're playing it in the 50s. It's crazy to look at. And it's not just the uh, the get-ups. They actually are shooting two-handed set shots and everything else. I love that. I said Jerry Maguire. The Natural. The Natural, along with Best Hoosiers and Jerry Maguire, are films I own on DVD. I love these movies. The Natural, having just shown it to my wife for the first time a couple years ago, is a little slow. Roy Hobbs. I love that movie. I've seen it many times. I mean, he can swing that stick. Yeah, he can. He knows how to throw it. He looks like a ball player. The whole thing looks like... like, uh, Also era-specific. You know, those guys look like they could have played back in the day. Raging Bull. That's uh, uh, on the short list for number one all time. Rocky. I take it up through two, but if I'm doing it ironically, then I will include three and four. They're enjoyable. I agree with that. Right. Rocky one, a great movie. Rocky two, yes. quite as great, but good. And Rocky three, and I mean, four, there's some silliness there. Yeah, they're fun to watch. Absolutely, Drago and all that. But yes, one and two. I mean, listen, one is a legitimate great script and yeah. a great performance by uh, by Sly Stallone, Corolla's new friend. Slapshot. I saw Slapshot way too late and did not appreciate it to the level I think I was supposed to. So I I, I don't see what most people see in that. Wrong. Sorry, buddy. Um. I, I recognize that many people love that. When We Were Kings is a great documentary, and then I'll round it out here, and then we'll finish this list. We'll, I, we'll, we'll take some away. 
Talladega Nights, the funniest movie of the 21st really? century. Really? I didn't see that coming. 21st cent- funniest movie of the 21st century. Spaghetti way in. Whoa, the funniest movie? MVP. How say you? Funniest movie of this century. Uh, oh, this boy. Bridesmaids. Yeah, old okay, school. And, uh, oh, I thought, I thought you were Not saying Talladega Nights. What did I Is say? Is that your contender? That's that's your offering for funniest movie of this century so far, of the last 17 years? I mean, I don't know how many more times I need to say it before it permeates your brain, but yes, that's what I'm saying. All right. <laughs> Borat is a thousand times funnier. We say Anchorman, too. Borat is a thousand times funnier. Ooh, Borat is very Borat's pretty good. <laughs> All right, that's that's. Anchorman's also also Anchorman. Old school's me, funnier. I'll throw yeah. it an underrated one. I Love You, Man, with Paul Rudd. Oh, I Love Siegel. You, Man's also better. Oh, come on. Elliot Nice is fine. It's got some good moments. I love a great comedy. I just want to make sure I got this straight from the two of you geniuses. <laughs> I love you, man, which is funny for the first forty-ish eh, minutes. Oh no, no, no! The whole gets, the whole movie's quotable. Ugh. I mean, better than Talladega yeah. Nights. Talladega Nights is kind of like it's lowbrow. It's not really my thing. Lowbrow. <laughs> wedding, wedding, wedding Crashers is a better comedy. Yeah. Emma VP, I love that. A little lowbrow, not my thing. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> there are so many. Lowbrow. The, the, lowbrow. The, the the tenth best or funniest part of I Love You Man is probably funnier than anything in Talladega Nights. That is uh, absurd. The, the, the scene with John C. Riley when he comes home, when Will Ferrell comes home, and to find John C. Riley has completely replaced him in his own home in the span of about an hour or whatever. It's one of the, the, the funniest the dinner, ideas ever. The dinner that he table taped scene. his picture up onto the, the, onto the family the children is fantastic. You know, where the kids are, I'll come at you like a spider monkey. Yeah, uh, yeah. The kids are disrespectful. Yeah. In the, the first scene in the bar, the scene when they meet yeah. on the track, for the first time. You know what? You've I mean, convinced me. Funny, funniest movie the last 18 years. You've convinced me. <laughs> I mean, listen. Borat out here. Wedding. I mean, uh, not wedding. Definitely not wedding. Wedding crash. Crashers is definitely better. That's the one Corolla was getting into. What do you mean? Oh, Wedding Crashers is the funniest movie of the. I, mean, I, I don't know about the funniest, but it's definitely funnier. Than Talladega Nights. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Well, I mean, it's just not. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, I, I hang my hat on Borat. I don't think you can do much better. That, that was a transcendent Borat, comedy. very strong. Was, uh, Although South- that was supposed to redefine the comedy genre, and it has not. Was the first South Park movie in the 90s or was it in 2000? Because that's up there, too. That, that was a hysterical after for me. I don't know, man. I definitely don't agree with – I definitely – I mean – Wedding Crashers, definitely not. And the other one, uh, what's it called? The uh, the Hangover. Oh, and I also oh. I also loved um, what was it? Uh, this is the end. With the, the end of the world movie with uh, Seth that's Rogen. the the first thirty minutes of that are are dynamite. It got too too much for it. And it's like all right, yeah. let's let's okay. let's wrap this thing up. Underrated Will Ferrell, the other guys with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell in that movie. That's oh, I didn't Michael see Keaton. that. It's underrated. It's it's good. Right. I do think though that The Hangover and Superbad, when they came out, their impact was pretty high on like the comedy world. If that makes sense. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not how I'm measuring them. I agree. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be overly critical of them either because they were such uh, outsized successes. I just when I saw The Hangover, I thought Zach Galifianakis really funny as as I would expect him to be. And uh, and I can't think of the the other guy. Bradley Cooper, no. Ed Helms, no, no. Ed Helms is an amusing person. Oh, I'm trying to name names for you. The Asian guy who's oh, a Ken mobster. Jong. Yeah, Ken Jeong. Ken, yeah. Uh, but overall, eh, I didn't like. We got a lot of work to do for next time, Dave. Yes, we did. All right, I think we've covered a lot of ground. I gotta see Heaven Can Wait. How long? Do, you're, I think you're really gonna enjoy that one. 
I, I, I sincerely do. It's a great, great picture, man. Emma, I, have I, you been writing this down, or what, what's on our list for next time? Oh, we're going to finish out this list, that's for sure. <laughs> she has not been writing. Am I right? <laughs> not been writing. You know, I thought we had a lot to get into. 66 minutes. Oh, 66 minutes. 66. When you said we were at 35 minutes, I thought, all right, we'll wrap that it up. I would, have gave, I would have guessed we just went 10 minutes that after that. We minutes went 31 ago. minutes yep. after that. Your concept of time is troubling. Yes. So do we go with the honey badger in this show or no? I yes. guess we can see how timely it is. All right. I guess that's what we're going to have to do. We'll see. I don't even know when I say goodbye right now if I'm throwing to the honey badger or not. I'm going to say, here comes the honey badger, and you as the audience will find out before I do whether that means next it's week. <laughs> in the next few seconds right. or if it is on the next DDFP. Right. Either way, I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. I met him a few years ago. And uh, he proved to be delightful. I anticipate yeah. uh, nothing less than that this time around, too. Bald Brian, you've more than, uh, uh, you know, done something <laughs> or whatever you did here. I appreciate the praise, Dave. Always valuable come from you. Um, all right. Make sure you listen to Bald Brian and his great work on uh, on the Film Vault, like he said, as well. And, uh, and uh, of course, the Adam Carolla show, uh, 10 years oh, yeah. going now. Songs for movies was on the list. S- songs performed. Yep. <laughs> by, yep. Sure by was. fictional people. Right, yeah, yeah, songs that exist in that world of the movie. Did the band in Animal House, are they a real band? I think they... Otis Day and the Nights? They just did covers. But Otis Day and the Nights, you can now see. Oh, I don't know about I think that. you can... I, th- I think but you do can they exist? Now. I think they are out touring somewhere. Walk Hard? You mean stuff like that? Yes. Oh, that's a, uh, that's a good idea. Like the that. songs that exist yeah, in the yeah, world yeah, yeah, of yeah. the movie. Yeah. Yes. James okay. Brown in Rocky Four is not eligible. That right. song He's was made. Hit. That's a different category, which we could also do. Songs like made for the movie. Huey Lewis in the news right. do back in time for the for the thing. And if, do we ever see them playing that? No, we see Michael, oh. J, Michael J. Fox Ooh. and his high school band performing back name? in time. What's the name of the band? I don't know. He says it. He's when they're auditioning. Remember the talent show? He's the like millennials or something. The Pitheads. The pinheads. The pinheads. <laughs> and Huey Lewis himself says, "Sorry, fellas, you're just too darn, too darn loud." Wait a second. That so was Huey, Huey Lewis. Lewis? Yeah, right. He so was, he is he was in the, the guy movie. with the megaphone. Sorry, fellas, you're just too darn loud. Oh, he's reviewing. I yeah, like that. he's the fun. he's the teacher. I also I faculty. Also, I also tweeted you something about somebody saying I don't read your his own character's name in the movie. Now listen, that's yeah. another conversation. We'll have to reconvene on that. I want to think of more songs though. So like. Joaquin Phoenix in the Johnny Cash movie, that does not count nope. because it's Johnny Cash. Nope. No, that can be a different category. Songs performed by... These would almost be fictional artists and or bands. What like, about like singles? Yeah, because uh, yes. Pearl Jam was a band. They were the band. Did. Matt, Matt Dillon was the lead singer. And we see them perform a song, right? And it's terrible, so that wouldn't right. make it. I yeah. mean, that's fine, but... I have a list. I have oh. a list of good ones. In um, not Fever Pitch, but the other one with John Cusack from that same novelist. Oh, High Fidelity. High Fidelity, um, on uh, from uh, hot, uh, from the Huxtable, one of the Huxtables. Lisa, Lisa Bonet. Lisa Bonet. But she's doing a cover. She is. Yeah. Oh, baby, I love your way. Yeah, but she's a fictional. Every day. I think we can allow that because she's a fictional character. Yeah, can't, can't that'd be like Otis Day in the Nights doing uh, Shout. Shouts a cover? I what do I know is that, that yeah, where that uh, song came I, from? Isley Brothers. Who wrote it? I think it's the Isley, Isley Brothers. Brothers. Is that true? I All right. So, yeah. See, I, you know, really, what? you didn't know that. EDFP exists to serve as infotainment, and sometimes the person receiving that uh, info 
Steve Damashek. We'll uh, we'll kibitz with you later on. Maybe you'll hear me in just a second here kibitzing with the Honey Badger. I'm starting to feel like that's not going to be the <laughs> this episode since we're what now like 78 minutes or something. Oh uh, yeah, we're at 70 minutes. There's a lot you so can So stick cut. around. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. Maybe it won't. But trim. if we talk to the honey – so I'm going in real time. I'm going to get up from Bald Brian here and go and talk to the honey badger, whether or not you get to hear that today or in a couple of days. I don't know. It's like a cliffhanger. It's maybe even a sports movie. All right. Well, uh, thanks to Bald Brian. Listen to him on the Adam Carolla Show and the Film Vault and this, that, and the other. Great work from him. And uh, we'll keep this with you later on. On this show or otherwise, are you going to play the goodbye? Oh, you know, no, you can't play the goodbye. Right, it's music. a cliffhanger. Yeah, Bob Bryan's holding my hand. You know, this is an audio show, so you're just doing that for pleasure. But today. as soon as you mentioned it, it became part of the audio yeah, show. Yeah, now we're going to put it on his video. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. All right. Uh, I guess I'll say a tepid. It's been a thin slice of heaven, and maybe we'll talk to you in just a second, maybe next week. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.